Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. There are five of us today. It's wow. a new record. Right? Uh, I don't know. When have we ever had five? Uh, I guess we did have... Um, once a year. Yeah, well, once a, yeah, yeah, once a year. So yeah, be honored. This is 2017's one-time mark. Yes. All right. I got to be here for it. That's right. And that's Mark Matlock from Dallas, Texas. Mark and Jade. Jade is not here. Uh, that would have made six. We don't do that. Made, we can't do six. And uh, so Mark has been working with us, helping us on, on several projects uh, from uh, publishing to online work to just trying to uh, uh, kind of scale our um, education and training and all that kind of thing. And he's become a good friend, especially since last year. We met just about this time last year. That's right. And since we're in the middle of the Kieran Parents uh, podcast series here, we thought, wouldn't it be great to talk about Mark's book on parenting, which came out about seven years ago, called Real World Parents. And one of my favorite things about this book are the questions. Mm -hmm. Questions. We were talking about this yesterday on another project. Getting questions right is one of the hardest things to do for groups and for individuals, in this case, parents. And there are a lot of bad questions out there in curriculum, right? We were uh, we were talking about that, that sometimes yeah. there's an esoteric three levels to get to the heart, and, and you're way out here on this yeah. third level in your questions. And, you know? and you're yeah. such a fan of your question, yeah. and you don't realize how far away from reality yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, we were struggling through that. I hate when they yesterday. talk about me. I just <laughs> hate when they do that. Or the question's too easy to answer. Yeah. That yeah. it doesn't take you anywhere as a uh, owner. Right. So you feel like you're doing busy work. Yeah, that's right. You don't yes. feel like you're actually you no being stretched to grow. To answer, you know. yeah. 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 That's right. So we thought we'd have uh, uh, David read the three uh, questions that uh, actually my wife, Janet, picked out of the book. There are like 11 sets of questions, 11 pages of questions that she read this morning, and she just uh, really went after this set of questions. So, um, David, I'll just have you read the the questions, and then we'll... So, the questions, um, actually, if you want to get a hold of this book, then uh, it's on page 113. And so, it says, before you move on to the next, next chapter, ask yourself these questions. So, number one. Have you ever sensed that your kids are afraid to fail? If so, how much of that fear comes from their own personalities as opposed to the emphasis on success and failure in your home? So I love that question. Multi-level question. It makes you think about your kids, but it far more makes you think about what what you're doing. And then... Instantly you go to, well, how did I feel in my home? And I mean, if you're introspective, you, you just go there and it's, it's a multi, multifaceted question. And then the second one that uh, Mark asks is, what are a few of your most productive failures? How did they help you to grow as a person and or as a follower of Jesus? Does your family know about those failures and your attitude toward them? And the answer for most people is probably no. But they don't know that. And then just even productive failure sounds like an oxymoron. I mean, it, it, to, to most of us who are, like you said, so afraid of our children ever being put in a position of failure. Yeah. Well, that's the culture that we're living in today. 
where everybody's trying to have their kids be the greatest success they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to get our kids in earlier. We hear about Tiger Woods' dad started him when he was three. So we got to get, you know, we got to get our kids started in these things really young or they'll miss out on skill building or whatever. And, you know, I always say we're going to screw up our kids one way or the other. Uh, and most <laughs> yeah. of the time it's going to be because we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, because we're trying to give them opportunity or trying to protect them from something. And ultimately, it's in that motivation to do the right thing that the wrong thing ultimately happens. And um, adolescence is kind of like I, I always think of it as developing film, which is something probably a lot of people don't even know about anymore. But um, I used to have a dark room and. You know, I say that elementary school is when you take the pictures. Adolescence is when you develop them. You take them into the dark room and you find out what you really have. You know, what have, what have we really made here all of these years? You know, but but that idea of promoting a culture of failure is so important uh, as a parent. I remember even as a, a teenager growing up, and people would ask my dad, you know, for parenting advice. And uh, I was the oldest of of, of four boys. Um, three of us actually are ordained ministers and uh, the youngest actually works in the support work of ministries all over the country. Mm -hmm. So all of us are involved some way in kingdom level work. Um, not that that's the goal of parenting, but people would always ask my dad, Hey, you know, what did you do? Right. And he would always say, I always allowed my kids to fail. In fact, I encouraged it. And it was really true. Um, we were not afraid to take risks to try things because we knew that we were always going to be loved. We were always going to be accepted. We did not, wow. we did not have to perform for any kind of, uh, you know, pr- approval from my father or mother. mother. Uh, they weren't perfect people, but this is one thing they really got yeah, right. So, profound. yeah, we could yeah. take risks. We That's could great. go for the moon. And if it all came crashing down, I always knew I had my family. I always knew that I could go to my dad and he was going to help me learn and leverage that failure in my and, life. And he didn't shame you because of the failure. No shame at all. Even when the failure was a moral choice uh, that, that, that was wrong, there was discipline that happened, but it was appropriate, not punitive, right? right. Which so is good. what we want, right? right. So That's good. right. Wow. There's a, another question in there too. Yeah. The third question is, what do you believe could be your child's next opportunity to fail in something that matters to him or her? How can you begin to prepare your child to see honest failure in that area as an opportunity to walk successfully in God's storyline? Yeah, I would encourage most parents to think about the area of schoolwork. I know that we're coming to the end of the school year here, but you know, one of the hardest things for me to do as a parent was to not jump in and rescue my kids' schoolwork, especially projects. Yeah that they waited on to the last moment to do. I made a great city of Jerusalem out of clay for my kids. (laughs) They never touched it. They watched. I made them stay and watch. (laughs) Without the illustration. Yeah. Well, I I remember he had to do this. He had to do this project. My son did. It was, you know, it was like nine o'clock at night and he goes, dad, I need some poster board. And I'm like, for what? I'll get some tomorrow. And he goes, no, I need it like now, you know, I've got my projects due tomorrow. And he, I go, let me see what this project is. And I looked at this project and I'm like, oh, we are not sleeping tonight. You know what I mean? This is a big thing. So I go to the, I go to the Walgreens to pick up some poster board. There's no poster board. You know, every parent has cleaned yes, out yes. the poster board. <laughs> and uh, I, I had to travel far and wide looking for a piece of poster board. And I got one that was kind of dinged up <laughs> that nobody wanted. And, uh, you know, but I sat there and thought, okay, I can – I can jump in and I can wrangle this or I can let him 
power through it. I stayed up with him. I encouraged him along the way, but I did not intervene. And he had a, a scrappy little project, and it was hard dropping them off at school. And you saw all these people who had Smoke like coming out of their volcano. <laughs> yeah, the scrapbook moms with all the special tools for making things. You know, my wife went to bed. She's like, "You got this one," you know. And uh, I'm sitting there looking at that, and I told my teacher, "I go, he made this himself." And she goes, "Oh." We know. <laughs> exactly. We know exactly. when the parents are involved or not. So we're not fooling anybody. The teachers know when we get involved. But you know what? My son realized, one, I need to plan ahead. I need to book dad's time if I want his help. Um, and you know what? That uh, Just after a couple times of that, it went away. And so not letting our kids go. A friend of mine, he always says, don't ask your kids before they leave the house. Hey, do you have this? Do you have this? Uh, you know, don't remind them. They need to get out there and they need to realize, oh, I forgot, you know. And so our goal as parents is to help our kids be able to stand on their own and recover. We have to be able to, we have to let them do that while they're under our care, while we can love them when they fail. And we can let them know you are okay and whole as a person and your failure does not change the the love that I have for you. Um, They need to see that. Now, while we have the ability to do that so that it stays with them when they're on their own and they don't have that yeah. immediate support. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Do you think um, that it becomes harder? Uh, like you, you have kids now that are college age. Yeah. And so the failures or the potential of failures seems like it's even bigger than, than a poster board. You know, uh, how... Do you prepare for that? How do you help a parent in those years? You know, it's interesting. I worked with teenagers most of my life. And and when my kids became teenagers, um, I realized that I was treating them differently than I would any of the other teenagers that I worked with. <laughs> and, uh, and I had to kind of deal with that a little bit, you know, and kind of look at that. And so I think this idea of, of anticipating failure, knowing it's going to happen, being shocked when it doesn't happen. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, more and, than instead but, of shocked when it does. Yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. one of the questions that first question about, you know, what productive failure have you had in your past? When we really go back and think about it, it's rarely our successes that we go, man, I became a better person through that. Mm-hmm. It was usually through those rougher moments. Yeah. So looking at our kids thing going, you know, what? they're going to have some really, really tough experiences. My daughter's moving from Dallas, Texas to Oops. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's going to experience, you know, all kinds of crazy things. Uh, just being in a, a really different kind of a environment and context. Um, I'm expecting a lot of mistakes to be made. Um, and, and a lot of failures, uh, but I'm, I'm also looking forward to what she's going to learn from that and how much that has an opportunity to deepen her faith and her relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another question that was asked is just that whole idea of, um, have we shared our failures with our kids? And I ask this question all the time from parents. Should I tell my kids about my past? You know, should I tell my kids about this thing that happened to me or what, whatever, some of it before Christ, some of it after. And I always say to hide that from your kids, you deny the power of God's grace in your life. Amen. And, and to me, you're basically saying you're giving them a sense of, I did this on my own Mm -hmm. rather than I did this because my trust was in Jesus Christ. And so um, So, so they have to see that. And the the reality is um, as much as our kids, uh, you know, we've passed on our good qualities. 
we've passed on our negative qualities times 20 <laughs> usually. Um, and so they're going to often fall and make the same mistakes that we made just by the fact that our spiritual DNA, our sin DNA has been passed on. Um, and so if they can see what we struggled with and how Jesus brought us through it, that gives them hope for their lives. Uh, but it also will help them to be more real and authentic with us because they know we've been in the places that they are going to walk yeah. and Jesus brought it through it, brought yeah. us through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Mark, it's been uh, really helpful to this series to have this little hiatus with you today on failure and very much so. Uh, and so thank you. Thank you for adding to it. And I hope that you will, um, uh, succeed in putting this this course online. Um, I, yeah, I, we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, that will be so helpful uh, to parents. We will see you next week on True Face Podcast. Thanks for coming.